Hi, I'm Liza, and I've been reading tarot professionally for well over a decade. And this is Tarot for the Modern Reader, the podcast that will teach you simple, actionable techniques to read the cards with more clarity, accuracy, and ease, so you can get real answers to real questions for real people, including yourself, in today's modern world. Whether your readings are for guidance or prediction, I'll help you 86 the doubt and confusion and take your skills and confidence to the next level so you can become the best tarot reader you know. This is Tarot for the Modern Reader. Hello and welcome to the Tarot for the Modern Reader podcast. I'm your host, Liza, and this is episode number eight, free readings, should you give them? So there is no right or wrong answer here. There's a place for everything in your business and your personal life when it comes to free readings. So today we're going to talk about it. Now this is the second episode in a six episode training series called At the Reading Table, which is a series that is going to focus on your practical hands-on reading skills. So the tips, tricks, and techniques that make us all a better reader. The things that we do when we actually sit down with our cards and get to do a reading. So today, this episode is going to talk about free readings and when it's a good time to do them or say no to them in your personal life and your business. So let's get to it. Now, there are times when readers will give a free tarot reading, and there are times when it might be better not to give a free tarot reading. So let's explore these and see what's right for you. Now, just to note, most readings are never truly free. In almost every case, you're hopefully getting something out of it, even if it isn't money. A reading will take your time and energy and attention. So you want it to be for good reason, meaning you're being compensated in some way. Otherwise, you may end up feeling drained, burnt out, and even resentful. And no one wants that. No one wants a resentful tarot reader. So obviously, in the beginning, when you're a new reader, most of the readings you do will be free readings. I say most, and that's probably going to be all of your readings in the very beginning, meaning that you're not getting paid money to do them. And truthfully, until you feel confident enough that you are delivering a truly accurate and insightful reading, you may not want to take payment in the form of money. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be getting anything out of them. In the beginning, when you're learning the cards, doing readings for friends and family is a great way to test your knowledge with someone's situation other than your own, and to also get comfortable reading for someone else. You might feel a bit nervous, and believe me, that's normal. However, it's a good thing, because although the reading is technically a free reading, you are gaining valuable experience reading for others, sharpening your skills and your interpretations as well. When I was new and first started reading for others, I found meanings for cards that were not in my own repertoire of meanings to begin with. So cards would show up for certain situations that I never would have thought of, but now those things have added to the richness of my understanding of those cards. So nothing like real life scenarios to give a card a meaning. 
So in this case, you're getting a value exchange. You're getting practice reading for others repeatedly, growing your confidence as you calm your jitters and learn more about the cards than really you probably ever thought possible. You will gain more information about your cards reading for someone else than you ever will reading about them in a book. You also want to get feedback though as well. Let your friends and family know that they aren't doing you any favors by being nice. So constructive feedback would be the most helpful here. You want to know if the information you're giving them is correct. Now, I just want to say, you know, at this point also that I I don't really believe that you should give your readings away for free, you know, forever. But I also, when I say that you'll probably do them all for free in the beginning, I honestly believe that you should be doing them for free in the very beginning. While tarot card reading isn't something you go to college for, at this point, it's when you're in the very beginning, it's not really appropriate to charge money for something that you don't have any level of skill in yet. I feel like with the spirituality boom that's happening, as great as that is in so many ways, there are just so many people that are hanging out their tarot card reader shingle, you know, the day after they bought their first deck of tarot cards and calling themselves a tarot professional and charging money for their readings. And that's really not fair either. That's really doing a disservice to the public. And that's not the kind of tarot reader you want to be. No matter what you're doing, you want to know that you are acting in alignment, you know, each step of the way with what you think is right, that you're being an ethical reader. Okay, so I'll get off my soapbox there. Moving along. So doing free readings when you've been at it for a little bit. So there will come a time when you've been reading for a little while and feel like you can actually give a reading without holding a book in one hand or obsessively checking the card meanings online for every card you turn over. Sure, you still will feel a little nervous and know that if you did check the book or the website, your interpretation, you know, could be fleshed out even further. But at the very least, you know you can get through a reading on your own, even if you feel a bit sick in the stomach doing it. So the best free readings to give at this stage of the game are to a large group where you can offer your services for free, like a charity event. Now, if you listen to my previous episodes about this, then you heard me share that this tip was actually shared with me from Mary Greer when I was first starting out. And this worked like a charm. So I never forgot it. The best event to try is a charity where, you know, people are coming for a cause. So, I mean, it can be any big event, but I like the charity aspect of it because they're there for a good reason. Um, But you're kind of like an entertainment. So you're not really there. People that are coming to that event, they're not there for the tarot reader. Like they're not coming with deep problems and insights that they're looking for. Like they're coming for, you know, whatever the event is for. And you're kind of, you know, like one of the things that are offered there. So you're a bit of entertainment and you provide something fun and useful. But if you aren't perfect, that's okay. No one paid you cold, hard cash to deliver, right? So what you're getting out of this at this stage of the game 
you know, is that instead of helping, instead of charging money, you're helping the event have a better turnout, which is great, which is where I'm coming back to the charity aspect of it. If you're, if you're reading for a charity and you know you're going to be doing something for free to gain your skills, doing something like this at a charity event is one of the best places. I know that when we started, when I first started and I read this charity event with a friend, the fact that we were going to be there actually helped the event have more people. I mean, obviously, you know, like tarot readers are just cool, right? Like when, when the prospective people that were invited to the event saw that in the event lineup of, you know, things that they were going to have there, there was a tarot card reader. It really helped boost the number of people that came to the event. We had a line to our table the entire night more than any other event there, which was kind of crazy and scary when you're brand new. But, you know, it helped the event and it helped us develop our skills. This was something I did with a friend of mine in the very beginning. So you're helping the event have a better turnout. But on your end, you are getting some crazy practice. So you'll go through that event reading for dozens of people back to back with little breaks. Now, of course, you need to take care of yourself, like regular bathroom and, you know, food and drink breaks. But as a whole, you'll get an experience reading for a large volume of people in quick succession. Like one person stands up, another person sits down back to back to back. This will open you up to a whole world you never knew existed. You'll get all kinds of questions and all kinds of seekers as well. Some will actually have a real question that they genuinely want your help with, and others will just want to test you. And you'll get everything you can possibly think of in between. But either way, you will come out of that having earned some serious tarot reading chops and feeling pretty heroic as well. Like you're going to want to give yourself a double pat on the back. I can promise you that. The lack of pay will let you off the hook to perform and you can really take in the whole experience. You won't feel like you're on the hook to deliver because people paid you a lot of money to get what you're giving them. And a lot of times, I'll add this in, at an event like this, you're going to have a lot of people hitting you up for predictive readings. Very few people sit down and want you to help them flesh out their life direction. Most of the people that sit down have a simple, flat-out question, 99% of the time related to either love and relationships or career and money. Those two topics were what represented almost every single person that sat down at my table. And almost every single one of them just had a question that most of the time was predictive in nature. You know, am I going to get this job? Will I move to this other area for this job? Is this relationship going to work out? Are we going to get married? And on that note, there will be an upcoming episode next week about the seven questions you should never answer as a tarot card reader. So listen for that. Check for that when it comes out next week. Talking about this just reminded me of that because in these situations, your your clients, your seekers aren't necessarily quote unquote quote unquote, well-trained as in, you know, knowing what to ask and how to ask and, you know, what the best questions are. So take a look out for that next week. Okay. Additionally, a free event like this is a great time to get 
an acquaintance with more people. You can hand out your business card if you have one. Uh, you can put it on the table. So you may find that the readings that you're doing for people here, most of them you will never see again. But there will be a few people who will take your card and either want to book you for a reading later or keep you in mind for an event that they are having, which was what happened to us at this event. We had business cards out and they were free business cards that... I made on, what was it back then? Vistaprint.com. So no, this is not a plug for Vistaprint. I don't even know if they're still in existence, but if they are, you can get, uh, at least back then, some small number of business cards for free or <laughs> very inexpensive. So we had a small stack of business cards that we handed out. And there was one particular woman who called later and also wanted to book us for an event that she was having. And that event actually ended up paying. Okay, so this is also a good time to get into some Facebook groups or other social platforms, you know, wherever you're at, and exchange readings with other readers for practice. So, and when I say other readers, I don't mean other professional readers. I mean, there are entire Facebook groups where people just post their readings and they want help with them. So you can post some of your own, but more importantly, if you are practicing your reading skills, you can get in there and when people post readings that they did, you can try your hand at interpreting them. And then usually they will provide feedback later. You know, most of the people that are posting readings in there aren't necessarily trying to test you. They're not teachers. They're just having issues of their own. They're newer readers as well. So they post their reading to get help from other readers. You know, well, what do you think this means? What do you think this scenario is going to turn out as? And then usually at some point later when the situation resolves, they'll come back and post an update. So you can try your uh, reading skills in there as well with other readers. And you can do one-to-one -one exchanges. There are tarot groups as well that offer like free reading threads. So you can get into those and exchange readings with another reader. Just make sure if you do that, that you set the terms ahead of time. Like, what kind of reading it's going to be, how you're going to deliver the reading, what the time frame is. It really doesn't matter even what any of those terms are. So long as you both agree to them, you both feel they're fair and you both, you know, follow through and deliver on your end. Okay, moving along. Free readings at an intermediate level. So once you've been reading for friends and family for practice for a while and, you know, you've done some strangers for free, this could be a good time to read for other readers, not just online. So you can get together with other readings in other readers in person and exchange readers. So if you do any, you know, conferences or any like meetup groups, things like that, that's a good time to take your cards along as well, because you'll get to meet with readers of different skill levels and you can practice on each other that way. And I will tell you, that's actually kind of scary at first. The first tarot conference that I went to, uh, Reader Studio, gosh, maybe back in 2013, we had to practice with other tarot readers and it, this, the whole thing opens up with doing a reading for your partner. Like you pick a partner and you each do a reading for each other. And then at the end, after the entire conference, you know, you come back and revisit that first reading that you did with your partner and you see if you have any new insights, you know, from the things that you've learned over the conference over the weekend. And I will tell you, that is scary. That is scary no matter what level you are at because you don't know really what level your partner is at. And, or even if you do, like these are other, you know, readers, like not just like the random public that doesn't know anything about cards. Like these people also know about the cards. So it's just that little bit extra and you might not want to do it. You feel like, okay, I, I actually don't want to do this. And then you do. 
and you will feel like a million dollars. So if you have the opportunity to do something like that, I definitely would encourage you to do so. That is definitely a good use of your free reading time. Okay, if you have a newsletter or a website, a blog that you write on regularly, you could even do a weekly or a monthly reading for your followers there. So yeah, I mean, this is a free reading, which will take your time and energy, but it's all up to you how often you do this and what you're getting out of it if it's worth it for you. So if it's only once a week or months, once a month, this may be a good investment of your time at this level if building a following is part of your plan. So you're not doing a free reading for anyone who asks, but it's like a collective reading. So you may see this on many popular tarot blogs and websites where there's you know a free reading once a week for the collective and you pick your card. This is something that I've done for years. So this is something that a lot of readers will do and post them on social media because it'll help you build a following, um, which is something that if if you are a professional reader, this might be something that you want to work into. And even if you're not a professional right now, this is a good way to build your skills as an intermediate level because you're not interpreting for any one person. You're just interpreting the cards that you're turning up and it's kind of like a forecast. And then you'll have people that will comment and tell you, oh my gosh, that is exactly what happened to me this week. Or I picked card number two and this is exactly how it turned out. So it's another opportunity for you to get more meanings for the cards. You're making your forecast And people are writing back to you telling you how it played out in their daily lives. So now you're not only getting positive feedback and building your credibility and, you know, building a following, but you're also getting more meanings for your cards. Like, wow, I never would have looked at the two of wands in that way, but I can see what she's saying. And now that's something I'm going to add to my, you know, mental list of things that this card may refer to in the future. So that's up to you. Where each of these things falls on your list of when it becomes something that's of value to you, like to something that that is going to help you or that you're going to feel good about doing versus something that gets to a point that you begin to feel resentful of it. And that's really where you can tell when you're crossing the line of when you should be doing a free reading and when you shouldn't be doing a free reading. When you get to a point that you start feeling resentful or irritated about it, that's when you know you shouldn't be doing this free reading moving on when you're doing free readings as an advanced reader or as a professional now most advanced readers you know that's going to be more like what we were just talking about no matter what level you're at it's all about what the value exchange is how you feel about that you know like if it's something that you're enjoying doing or something that you're not enjoying doing So this category, even though advanced and professional typically have the same skills, these things probably apply more to a professional reader, meaning at this point, someone who chooses to read for money. You can be an advanced reader and never, you know, read for anybody uh, for money. This is like kind of the point when you get to this level where we kind of have to make these decisions. So once you're at the point where you're reading for others professionally, there are only a limited number of times I think that free readings are truly a good idea. Readings, like they take so much out of you. And once you're not getting paid to read or once you are getting paid to read, it's not just a hobby anymore. So for some people, it's their livelihood, right? And we don't like to go to work for free. So at this level, we have to be more discerning. 
Here is where we are only doing free readings at times that it makes good sense for us. There are times that a free reading is awesome, and I'm going to share those. And then there are times that it's really not so awesome and what you could do instead. So there are a few examples that I have here in regard to giving free readings as a professional to your friends and family, like personal readings versus um, times that you give readings in your business. So let's start out with personal. So this is one of my very favorite examples of giving free readings. And this is when I'm exchanging them with another reading professional. So this is what I just touched on about doing them at a conference. But the example that I just gave a minute ago was about in the very, very beginning when I first started going and I wasn't a professional yet. Back then, you know, I was somewhere between, you know, maybe I was an advanced reader back then, but I wasn't a professional reader. I wasn't reading for money. I didn't have a tarot business back then. Now I do. So my level of confidence has changed, you know, dramatically at this point. So how I feel about this has changed a lot as well. So while I was nervous back then, now this is like literally one of my favorite things. So notice that this reading exchange with other people is at every level, the beginner level, the intermediate level, the advanced level, professional reading exchanges, you know, if it feels good to you, it's always a good idea. So At this level, I am like super, super excited about it. I occasionally get to exchange readings with friends and a lot of times, and by friends, I mean like other tarot or, you know, card professionals. And this is probably one of my favorite things to do. So a few years ago, uh, my good friend and roommate at the last conference we went to before, you know, the pandemic uh, was with my friend Erica, and she is a professional Lenormand reader. So this was so much fun for me for both of us to read for each other because we both read different systems, but we've both mastered the system that we read. So this is a super fun exchange. I don't feel depleted by that free reading. I actually felt excited for my reading. And this is something that I think actually all readers honestly love trading readings with their fellow tarot or reading peeps. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm going out on a limb there. But I really do think that, you know, most of the other tarot readers like me in those situations really enjoy trading with friends. I know that they're going to bring some wildly different reading styles to the table, different than than my reading styles, and I'm going to learn something new myself. Not to mention, I get an accurate reading by someone other than myself for once. Being a professional reader can be kind of lonely sometimes, so there's really nothing more fun for me than being at a conference with like-minded friends and being able to trade readings over a cafe table or over the bed in our hotel room. Like there's, there's no limit. That is truly like one of the most fun things to me. Okay. Another time that I will give free readings as a professional is with my friends and family. Now I do not subscribe to the theory that we should not be charging for our spiritual gifts. I know I have talked about this already. I'm not going to go there. I don't believe that. Obviously this is my profession and my trade. However, I do believe in using my gift for good. And just like every, you know, responsible business owner, I have my philanthropic and humanitarian beliefs, right? So if there are places where I can, I don't mind tossing a few cards for my friends. Now, to be honest, this is actually kind of fun sometimes because 
when it's like your close friend or your best friend, you kind of get to relax those rules a little bit that you have with other people where, you know, you don't want to give like medical or financial or legal advice. You definitely don't want to get sued. But, you know, like when it's your closest girlfriend, you can throw out a few cards for things like, is she pregnant, you know, and other stuff that you really wouldn't, you know, go down the path of answering with a professional reading. This is more like a middle school slumber party. And that's kind of the way it is at the conferences too. So I don't like to take my cards, I will say, to um, events with my friends. So if like one of my girlfriends is having a get together or a party, I stopped taking my cards to that. I actually used to do that. Um, Like I used to feel like it was fun. But after a while, that actually became not fun. Um, I want to be able to go and relax with my girlfriends and do the same things that they're doing, not, you know, get there and everyone be like, oh, you should pull out your cards and, oh, you should read for me. And then I spend the whole night feeling like I'm working instead of relaxing with my girlfriends. Now, I will do that occasionally if it's like an event where it's like uh, more people that I don't know. So if it's kind of like a bigger event that I'm at, a lot of times I will have like a travel pack in my purse just because... There's always an opportunity that I may meet new people where the topic comes up or there's an opportunity for me to wow them and get some business out of it, you know, something like that. Um, But on that note, for the most part, I typically don't like to take my cards with me when I go places. Okay, so those are my personal reasons. And then as far as business purposes go, um, The key here is really to be smart about which purposes you're going with. So this is where it's really easy to get tripped up and overspent. So I've been there. I've done that. So let me tell you which ones have worked out good for me and which ones have not worked out good for me. So a good one for me was exchanging services in different niches. And these are things that I would have otherwise paid for. And again, this is up to each person you know, what your financial situation is and what a good time, what a good investment of your time and money would be. So there was a time in the early days of my business that I exchanged a tarot card reading for some website tech help. That would have been very expensive for me, like cash out of pocket, pretty pricey. But this particular uh, girl was a tech wizard and she was actually super stoked about getting a reading. So that was a win-win. It didn't take me very much time to do the reading. Let me put it this way. Like everything I talked about, it's all about how you feel about it, whether you feel good about it or whether you feel resentful about it. I felt better about doing the reading than I did about spending what it would cost me to hire a website professional. And she felt better about getting the tarot reading in exchange than getting money for the uh, website help. She was fairly new in her website business. Like she wasn't even, she didn't have a business up and running yet. She wasn't charging. She didn't have a lot of money or a lot of like business, um, business going on yet. This was like early in her days of getting into tech design and things like that. So it was a really good exchange for both of us. Okay, so the other time that I think it might be a good idea to give a free reading is with a hostess or an event coordinator if you're having any kind of event. So 
My hostess gets a good free reading from me in exchange for hosting a party. So I don't skimp out on this. And again, we say free, meaning she's not paying me money, but she's hosting a party. So she's not paying money for the reading, but she is paying in other ways. She has brought how many other people to this event that I am reading for. You know, like she's collected all the money and the event has been paid for, you know, whatever that is, whatever that amount is, you know, her reading is for free. I don't factor that in. So I don't skimp out on this. This is one of my better readings. A satisfied, happy hostess encourages more bookings. She will encourage bookings at the event for you. Now, at bigger events, the event coordinator isn't getting a free reading in exchange for having people there because often she's just an employee. However, if I can get her a quickie free reading, like while the night goes on, like the one that we did, you know, that I told you about the charity event, if she comes over, because she's often busy, the event coordinator herself is often quite busy. But if she comes over, you know, she can get in line or like cut the line, you know, like basically come over before before we start or at the end of the night, whatever, wherever I can get her her in and give her a quickie free reading as well, that goes a long way when she's thinking about who to book for her next event. And like I told you, I've actually had people at the event book me from some of those events. So that gives her a positive experience with me and it makes her more likely to recommend me to others as well. Now, the challenges with uh, free readings when you are at a professional level. And the first one I already touched on reading for friends, um, at parties and stuff. That's just something that I just don't do anymore. I, I, for the most part, I don't take my cards along just because it turns out usually to be something that I end up feeling resentful for. And I didn't touch on it before. Um, when I talked about reading for friends for free, I do occasionally do that. Like I said, like I, I want to help out my friends. Like this is what I do. And they do things for me too. Like when my girlfriend was house shopping, every house she looked at, we pulled a card. And this was recently too. So, you know, like the housing market is very bad right now. So it was like every house she went to look at, we pulled cards. And I'm like, ooh, okay, is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the one? Is this going to be the one? Right? All the way along through. And it was not something that made me feel burned out or resentful. This is like my closest friend and I enjoyed doing it. And it turned into almost like a project. Before she um, started looking at houses, we did a reading about like, is she going to find a house? And of course, we got the 10 of pentacles as the outcome, which is always fun when the card that you get actually matches the topic that you're asking about. So I felt confident that like, yeah, she's going to get a house. So as we're going along, each house we're pulling a card for. And don't you know, I started to notice by the time we got to like the third house, the cards were matching the houses, like the numbers, like on the third house or the fourth house, it was the card that was the outcome was a four card. And on the fifth house, it was a five card. I'm like, this is unreal as we're going along. So I'm thinking, you know, like by the 10th house, we're going to, that's going to be the one, like we're going to see that 10 of pentacles. That's going to be the house, right? Well, on the 10th card reading, it actually was not the 10 of pentacles. It was a 10 though. And I feel like it was the 10 of cups because I thought, I felt like she was going to get it. But at that point, I feel like maybe I just invested a little too much into the number system that we were going here. She did not get that house, but she got the very next one. So we joked about it that like she had to go through 10 houses to get her house. And even though I did not get paid money for any of that, this is one of my closest girlfriends. And 
it felt right to me. I felt good about it. This was a scenario where I was willing to read for someone for free and I didn't mind and I didn't feel resentful. And it actually turned into an amazing story and a fantastic testimonial on top of it. So that's another example that even when something is free, there's always something to be gained from it. Okay. The other times that I don't like to um, read for free, and these are things that fall into the category of business, and these are just a few tips as you get to be a professional business reader, the times that I would not give free readings. So the samples, uh, can I just get a sample of your reading and decide if I want to book you? No, you cannot. I don't go to a hairdresser and be like, can you just cut my hair for free this week and I'll decide if I like it and if I do, I'll come back to you when I need my next haircut. We all know business doesn't work that way. I don't know why there are still people out in the world that think that, you know, they can do that kind of stuff with this kind of work, but there are. And that's just a straight no. Freebie seekers never turn into paying customers. So on that note, I don't do free days like Wednesdays, you know, you get a free reading. No. Free number of people in a week. No, I don't do any of that stuff. People value what they pay for. Even if they paid only a dollar, statistics show that they value it way more than if it were free. People value what they have skin in the game for. Most free work is undervalued. These never turn into paying clients. The more a client pays, actually, not only do they value your reading more, but these are also the clients that are most likely to come back. Like attracts like. So the less you charge and free, you're just going to get more freebie seekers and you're going to be undervalued. Like it's never going to turn into something. So I absolutely never do free readings for the public, like for any of those kinds of readings. And then on another note with businesses, doing things like giveaways, like a lot of times you see that kind of stuff on social media. Another thing I found is that people opt in for giveaways for physical products far more than they do for readings. And honestly, if you give away a deck that you purchased on Amazon for $20 and you typically charge $100 an hour for your work, you have to think about what's going to be a better time, uh, a better investment of your time and money anyway, because time is money as a reader. As you get to be a professional reader and you're doing more and more and more and your plate is getting more full, the time is your most valuable asset. I don't offer free readings for um, doing things like take my survey. I have done that kind of stuff in the past. Like if you take my survey, you know, you'll get this free mini reading, even as a mini reading, they took up so much time. Like that was a bad business decision. It turned out to be so overwhelming. I should have done it as a drawing for one free reading or better yet a physical product, right? So you really have to think ahead of time about how it's going to make you feel. Everything that you do is an exchange on some level, an energy exchange, a value exchange, a monetary exchange. And your best decision-making process, the best thing that'll help you make that decision is how you intrinsically react to it. If you feel excited about it, it's probably a good decision. If you feel cranky inside or resentful, then it's probably not a good decision. And I like to think that that is your compass on, you know, how you should decide when or if you should give free readings. And honestly, more than anything, I think it comes back to where you are in your business. When you are in the very, very, very beginning as a new reader, all of your readings are going to be free. And by the time you get to the upper levels of being a professional reader with a full tarot business, 
practically none of your readings are going to be free. So it's like a scale and only you really can know where you're at on that scale. But hopefully I've given you enough information in this episode today to help you make those decisions a little bit easier. Okay, so that is it for today's episode. Next week in the practical reading series, we are going to be talking about how to give a good yes-no reading because as we all know, tarot is a very pictorial system and it's not necessarily suited for yes or no type questions as well as it is towards questions that flesh out more details. But there are times that you are just trying to get a yes or a no. So next week's episode is a short episode on how um, three ways to give an accurate yes or no reading. So I hope you will join me for that one next. Okay, bye for now.